Welcome to your football fantasy. Have a, have a swig of that. I don't want it. It's delicious. What is it? Oh my god. It's alcoholic root beer, bro. It's really sweet. Try it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's so creamy. It's got a creamy mouthfeel on the after. Yeah. Why don't you just drink, like, did you just drink fucking coffee and with Bailey's all the time? Is that what you do? If I finish this before we're done, let me show you what's coming next. Just to, just to really cinch up my man card. Oh, yeah. Seagram's strawberry oh, daiquiri. Homo. Delicious. Good guy. Oh, God, I love my life. Okay. Hey everyone, welcome back. Another episode of Your Football Fantasy. We're back here with the Big Wiz. Thank God. I had to beat Ramrod off with a stick on the way to the recording booth today. But I did I did offer to bring him back today. Yeah. No, I heard. He might you might join us a little later. Ramathorn might come back. I can't fucking wait. You still don't even know what it is. you upstairs? Shh, the kids are sleeping, bro. <laughs> Uh, all right, hey, let's jump out of this episode and start talking about some of the news. Stuff's happening. Uh, we're, March is a big month in the NFL. Free agency kicks off. Uh, trade window actually opens up, so Alex Smith will officially become a, a Washington Redskin. Players start retiring. Let's start there. Matt Forte retires, leaves the NFL forever. What was he, 240 yards shy of the 10,000-yard club? He was that close, huh? Real damn close. I like Matt Forte. He's good running back. I love Matt Forte. To be honest, I don't think he would have gotten that 240 yards this year. No, not that. Not, this year's radio was terrible. He didn't do anything. That was hurt. Blal Powell beat him out at, at running back, which is not very good. Blal fucking Powell. Yeah, so while this retirement touches close to home... I don't think it has much impact at all on fantasy football. No, don't, it, don't draft a Jets running back still. Uh, so, so that's the question. Does it make you want to consider one of these guys? No, not at all. Do you want Belay Paul on your team? If you have Belay Paul on your team, you're probably not going to win fantasy football. What about Elijah McGuire? Who? Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. Another guy you don't want. He caught some passes. He was the second least efficient running back in the league last year. Speaking of running backs, this one does matter. I feel like it matters quite a lot. Uh, the Panthers come out and release Jonathan Stewart. They just let him go. They say, you're off to the wind. We don't want anything to do with you anymore. Interesting story. Jo- it's not a story, but Jonathan Stewart faced uh, more eight-man boxes than anybody else in the league this year. 55% of his touches. Now, when we're talking about boxes, we're talking about real boxes. We're talking about boxes because there's a lot of bo- if, if I was him and facing like boxes I'm thinking of, I, I, he's one lucky guy <laughs> to face that many boxes. <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs> When's the last time you called that a box? Every night. Yeah. What? <laughs> Bring that box up here real quick. Anyway, he's gone. So this this could mean a number of things. Does it excite you for Christian McCaffrey? I find it interesting. That means McCaffrey's going to get the ball more. Does it? Yeah, it does. Right? They're, they're, McCaffrey's still not a, he's not a ground and pound guy. So is this Toll Bear still there? Tolbert. Tolbert. Is he still there? Probably still there. They're going to go get somebody They're going to find someone else to ground pound with. I just think Stewart's a little bit older. He couldn't, wasn't reliable anymore. I can't blame them for move, trying to move on. You could, you could probably find a running back somewhere in college that's going to do the same thing and stay more healthy. Yeah, the the thing that excites me here, I, I don't think McCaffrey's going to get the between the tackles work. It's just not going to happen. He's a small white guy. Yep. Right? Those those guys don't touch the ball between the tackles. The, thing, the potential here, however, is some more goal line looks. 
McCaffrey? Yes. I think you're Jonathan, crazy. Jonathan Stewart, the reason he faced eight-man boxes is because a large percentage of his runs were on the goal line. That's what he did. I think So I think McCaffrey might end up getting some of that time. He's not going to get it between the tackles, between the 20s. Uh, but they might throw him in there. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. We'll see what they kind of go out and do. Free agency was probably going to be a rookie that they bring in, maybe a late round, fifth or sixth round running back to do some of that work. But yeah, I, you can't dislike this move for McCaffrey, and he's on my on my team in my keeper league. So, so you're happy about it? I'm very happy about it. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor is going to be staying with the Buffalo Bills. They've came out and said he's. They're not letting him go. They're not going to trade him. They will not say that he's their starter. Do they still have E.J. Manuel? Is he going to take over, sir? Is he still in the league? I have no idea. I don't know. That tells me about the Bills, the, wow. the, the Bills and their team. Yeah, he's there still. I don't, you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens. I don't think he's going to start more than a couple of games, if any. Shy away from the Bills. Expect nothing out of the Bills. Sean McCoy is the man. We talked about this in the coaching episode. He's going to get a lot of touches. They're going to drive his dick they're not, the dirt. They're not going to quarterback. They're not going to have a receiver. And you can take McCoy, and he's going to get you maybe 1,000 yards. And he might said, get you eight you touchdowns. said this in the last one. I love him. Uh, look, last piece of news here. I mentioned this an episode or two ago. But the Vikings have actually come out and said that they're going to put all their chips in to get Kirk. Cousins. Don't believe it. Don't believe it for a second. Oh, They're nice. not going to abandon their three quarterbacks. They will bring at least one back, if not two. Cousins will go to Denver is where it's, that's going to happen. Okay. Not the Jets? The Jets? I had, a dream. Bryce Petty. I, I had a dream Who last night. Who doesn't want Bryce Petty? <laughs> I had a dream last night that uh, Kirk Cousins goes to the Jets. Just for the sake of argument, let's say that Cousins ends up going to the Vikings. Uh, I think that's a really good move for a lot of different teams in the league. Think about like the Arizona Cardinals who need a quarterback, mm-hmm. but they have zero dollars in their cap. The problem is like this is a team that should absolutely go out and try to get Kirk Cousins because they're set up to win with a quarterback, but they, they can't afford him. They're not even going to get into the game. If Cousins goes to the Vikings and all three of their quarterbacks goes out there, then you can look at somebody like Keenum and Landing in Arizona, which is a good thing. Couldn't you almost argue for the league that it's better if, if – if the Vikings get rid of all three of their quarterbacks, because that will help the rest of the league at least. That's three more quarterbacks, three quarterbacks as opposed to one quarterback. quarterback that yeah. the, the league is desperate to find quarterbacks. Yeah. I, you know what? It's fun to watch what, what's going to happen with Cousins here. I can't wait for free agency to open up because it's going to be exciting. We'll see. That's what I've got for news. I'm sure more stuff is happening. The, the NFL Combine is going on right now. Uh, I believe today, maybe yesterday, the running backs and linemen – we're out there. Saquon Barkley broke my boy Jarek McKinnon's record for most bench press reps. He had 29. Did He's he do, real did good. Did he do it in his underwear? Dude, they, of course he did it in his underwear. Well, underwear Olympics. Oh, dude, right. That's what we called them. But you were there. But you had a stream right, right, right in there. Just, just I had the zooming lines in. drawn, <laughs> closed. You know, I, you got some, I got my candle lit, the nice music going, a box of tissues. It was a really nice time for me. It's a lot of tissues. I was I'm dis- sure you, I was I'm sure you weren't wiping your eyes with it. I was disappointed to see McKinnon's record broken. But, damn, this Barkley kid's going to be good. We will be talking about these rookies uh, maybe next week, maybe the week after as the combine finishes up. Uh, You know, could be a good year at the running back position. Maybe not so much anywhere else. (laughs) But running running backs count. All right, so let's jump into the topic for the week. This week we're going to talk about uh, some potential sleepers for next year. And by sleepers, I don't mean guys that are outside the top 50 off everybody's radar. We're not there yet. We're not going to get there yet. It's going to be a while before we can start talking about that. What I want to do 
is look at running backs and receivers specifically. We're looking at guys that finish outside the top 24 at their position, won't likely be drafted inside the top 24 at their position next year, but have a good shot of finishing inside that list come the end of next season. So guys that are off, off of everybody's one or two radar that, that have some potential. Okay, let's start at the running back position. Uh, there are a lot of them, I think. I think there's going to be a good amount of turnover at the running back position next year. Uh, where do you want to go? Start with your number one. My number one, my favorite on this list, uh, we mentioned him last week, is Kenyon Drake. Who? Miami Dolphins, number one what do you like about running back. I'm not Adam Gase. So last week, uh, I asked you what you thought if he was going to get the starting role. It was sort of up in the air. Since then, Adam Gase has come out and named him the starter. He has specifically said that he doesn't think they need to go find somebody to spell him. They, he doesn't think that they need to worry about his workload. He feels confident that they can just go all in on this guy. Adam Gase, when he was in Chicago, certainly went all in on a running back, the, the late, great Matt Forte. I like Adam Gase a lot, and I think I mostly agree with you, except for the fact that he's right now trying to get rid of his best his best runner series trying to get rid of. So the fact that he, he loves Ken... It's because he Ken wants to Drake. run the ball. I'm not sure that, that's a great thing. Here's some statistics to support... Kenyon Drake being the, the the best potential on this whole list. First of all, I will tell you that right now he's being drafted in, in early drafts and mock drafts as the running back 21. So uh, I'm almost cheating a little bit here. There's the potential that he will be drafted inside the top 24 just because he's going to be the starting guy. Uh, but let, let's talk stats, okay? So first off, he was the eighth most efficient running back in the league last year. It means he was quick to hit the holes, and he did his dancing beyond the line of scrimmage. He did that what better. What was his, his yards before he got touched? I, that I don't have. You don't know that? No. It's good stats, no. Well, all right. Well, look, dude, I got more stats. Yeah. I don't have that one. How about his 4.8 yards per carry? Second best in the league behind Over how many Camara. games? Well, at least six. As the starter, maybe four or five. It's a pretty good number. That's it's, a, it's a high number. 4.8 is a good number. That's a great number. Second best in the league. Here's another good number. That 4.8 yards per carry in the league jumps to 5.7 yards per carry if you only look at his numbers in the second half of games. To me, that's important. He's, you know, he hasn't obviously been used a whole lot, which means his legs are fresh. He's a young kid. Uh, he doesn't tail off at the end of games. He can keep going, which is probably why Gase comes out and says we don't have to worry about his work. Can you give me how many catches he had a game? No. You don't know the breakdown? No. Do you? No. Let me get over his dad because maybe, maybe he's better than I think he is. I don't know. Let's do this. Let's stop pointing out the flaws in the statistics because <laughs> we want people to appreciate the show. How about this? Here's a great... He might be a good, he might be a good running back. Might be a great running back. Here's one more stat that I, I want to point out to you guys. Um, this is one of these weird stats. So give me a second to explain it. Uh, there's a statistic. It's a next-gen statistic from the NFL called Yards Gains After Close, which means... Once the first defender on a play gets within one yard of a running back after he's given the ball, that's when these yardage, yards start to rack up. So so his uh, yards gained after close, a 4.69 on average. So on an average so run. Gaining nearly five yards after someone's within a yard. Within a yard. And that's fourth best in the league. Pretty much this means that he's elusive. So if you take a couple of these stats and put them together, we say he hits the hole really fast. And after he hits the hole, he's very elusive, and he's hard to he's hard to get your arms around. That explains his 4.8 yards per carry. 
Okay, and if he can maintain that in the game, that explains his 5.7 in the second half. Let's jump to another guy because we have a long list. I've got 10. You've got 10. We don't have all All right, number there. one on my list, the Green Bay running back. And that's, it doesn't really matter that's which. not one guy. It doesn't matter which one it is because it's going to be one of them. I don't know which one it's going to be. I do. It should be Aaron Jones. He's the most talented. It will be. Yeah. He's the most talented. He has the best DVOA. Oh, here's another Do you know what DVOA means? No. Yeah, it means defense-adjusted value over average. Rich. Football Outsider puts this stat together. And what that means is, if you account for the team's defenses that he played against, uh, factor out the ability of that defense, it simply says, was he better or worse than an average running back would have been in his game? So basically against the average. The bottom line is he was third best behind Kamara and Corey Grant. I'm not sure how Corey Grant gets on that list, but still. Corey yeah, I, um, we were I, about I think the important thing here to note is that he play. It's going to be the Packers. They're going to score a lot of points. Whatever running back there is there, whether it's Montgomery, who I don't like a lot, but he catches a lot of balls and he still mm. he gets a lot of carries. Even though I think Aaron Jones is a lot better, Jamal Williams also finished the season. One of them is going to be very productive. Sure, it's probably your best bet will be Aaron Jones. I li- I also like Ty Montgomery not as. A running back necessarily, but you know the Packers have said that they're going to put him in the slot. They're going to use him as receiver everywhere. McCarthy came out and said just this week. He said he is a multiple position player, and that's how we plan to use him. So expect him to be a utility guy. He doesn't need to get all his yards rushing, but they will use him in the back as a spell for who I think. Jones, I think Aaron Jones is going to be the best back on that list. He will be. The question is, 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 is where's he going to Where's Aaron Jones being drafted right now? Currently 42, which is really low. So, you, you, so you give me him. the other two guys on this list. Montgomery's 24 and Jamal Williams is, is, is 30, which I don't understand how Jamal Williams beats Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones being drafted as the 42nd running back on the list right now, way behind these other two guys. That is the kind of value you want in your fantasy football draft. Let somebody in your league go out and draft Ty Montgomery and Jamal Williams first. And you come swooping in in round 9, 10 and get the starting running back and a potential stud, huh? Or if you're in an auction league, get him for a dollar. Get him for, well, it'll be more than it, but not much get more him for than $2. Four. Yeah, that'd be a great pickup. Number two on your list. Uh, that's going to be Duke Johnson. Yeah, I've mentioned Duke Johnson a couple times before. Nobody has given me the, <laughs> nobody's proven me wrong on the statistic I shared <laughs> with you. Duke Johnson is eighth in the league in effective yards, so he's the eighth most effective running back, according to Football Outsiders. That's just the difference in yards gained versus the difference in expected yards as adjusted for the defenses that they've played. He's fourth in the league in targets per game last year. He had about six targets out of the backfield per game, which is extraordinarily valuable in fantasy football. Do you, do you play in a point, uh, point per reception league? If you do, That's huge value. then he's... he's Definitely jumped yeah. up your list. I mean, if you don't, he's I a I played the league guy. where they changed that and also made bad running backs to Chris Thompson very valuable. Yeah, I wouldn't call him a bad running back. Not a very good running back, but if your, to your point is is that, is that he's Duke a, Johnson might he's become a very valuable. nominal PPR guy. They are looking to get rid of Isaiah Crowell, so maybe Duke Johnson starts touching the ball more in the backfield. I don't know. But Duke Johnson has proven himself to be that, a valuable asset that you can get for next to nothing. Now, he is being drafted as the 27th running back this year, so people are recognizing his value. If you're in a PPR draft, it's easily worth that. If you're not in a PPR draft, maybe not. He also broke 32.7% of all of the tackles attempted on him on the year. That's third in the league among guys that touched it more than 50. He broke 33% 
of the tackles attempted on him on the year. That's amazing. Pretty impressive. That's why he gets first downs. That's why he should touch the ball the more. Duke. He's good. Who's uh, your number two on your list? Number two on my list? Derrick Henry. That's your boy. Now he is. I like Derrick Henry a lot. I wanna I wanna say here that you're cheating. Um, this is an interesting number here. So right he, now, according to your list, he's being drafted number 17. On my list, he's way lower than that. I think he's in the 20s. He might be around 25, 24, around, right after cutoff line. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's a, he's going to be a stunt. Well, DeMarco Murray, everyone's coming in to be gone. He's gone. Gone. Okay. Derrick Henry's a starter. He is going to be the starter. If he is the starter, pro football has their offensive line being at 8, okay? Mm-hmm. It didn't matter which running back they had, but it was... 2.73 yards before they even got touched. Nice. So they were at almost three yards before they got touched. And it's going to take three or four touches to take Derrick Henry down. Yeah. Time. Okay, so he's guaranteed to fall forward and get three regardless. Oh okay. At 4.6 yards when they were in power run schemes before he even got touched. Okay, so with the running good, he's going to fall forward to get six yards because he's about eight feet tall. Jesus. I think the other thing to note here is that combined between Henry and DeMarco Murray, they combined for 12 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. If, if Murray's gone, that's 12 total TDs in about... 1,700 total yards. I don't expect Henry to get 1,700 yards. Maybe he gets 13, 14, 15. Somewhere in that range, he's going to put up numbers. He's going to be really good. Here's my concern, though. The fantasy football community has loved Derrick Henry and wanted him to have the opportunity for so long that I think once DeMarco Murray goes, Derrick Henry's going to be too expensive in your draft. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts getting drafted in the top 10 running backs in the league. If, if, when Mur- when, if, if Murray does leave, he's going to move up drastically. Yeah, I don't know that he's going to be worth what you have to pay for him. Depending on your league, you know, if you've got to take him as the 8th running back, I wouldn't do it. You know, I might take him as the 14th, 13th running back. Yeah, Val- and, there's value there. Yes. There's, not, there's not a lot of you value the, in, yeah. in top 10. So be, wa- be wary. Yeah, we love him. We love his potential. But be wary of of drafting him and reaching and drafting him too early. Yes. Which you might have to do. My preference is let somebody else reach and you go get somebody. Somebody like Aaron Jones later in the draft. <laughs> uh, I like Chris Carson on my list here. He's being drafted as a 38th running back. Partially probably because there's three guys in Seattle. Small sample size. There's three guys in Seattle. Carson hasn't touched the ball a lot. He looked great when he did, but so did Thomas Rawls two years ago. And we'll look what he did last year. Nothing. Carson had a lot of broken tackles, correct? Wasn't it yeah. one of the highest in the 37.5% league? 37.5% of it. Even more than my boy Duke Johnson. He was the first in the league among guys that touched about 50 or more times uh, in broken tackles. Because he's a big guy. He's 6'1", 200-some pounds. We know that the, the new coaches are bringing in a power run scheme. He can fit that role. It's really going to come down to does he get the starting nod. Okay, Thomas Rawls is still there. Mike Davis is still there. Who's going to get the role? That's my concern. With, with I think he's a really good running back. My yeah. concern is that you just don't know who's going to get the ball. Yeah. Uh, unlike Derrick Henry we just talked about, if Derrick, Derrick Henry is going to get the ball, you just can't guarantee which one of those two running backs is going to touch the ball, similar to Green Bay. Right. The coaching staff has said, look, this is going to be the guy that's going to be a starter at the beginning of the year. They did very specifically point out that that's for the beginning of the year there, which is concerning. We don't know what's going to happen. If he gets the starting nod you will end up with a great – if you draft this guy because he's the starting running back at the beginning of the year and he ends up keeping that role, you got a great deal because you're going to be able to get him late in drafts or very cheap in an auction. But you're taking a risk because we don't know who's going to be the guy. But he probably has the best numbers or the most potential out of those guys is sure. the important factor. Yeah, his measurables are, are, are real good. And the, and the small sample size stats we have are solid. Who else you got at running back? Dante Foreman. 
Deontay is how you say that. I like Deontay. Because you're white. <laughs> Deontay. How, how do you? It's not, it doesn't end in an E. There's it's a D, an there's an apostrophe, Deontay. 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 Okay, Deontay Corbin. God, you're white. There's some frustrating things about him that he's really relying on TVs and he's young and he's got Lamar Miller still there who's only 26 years old, which you pointed out to me earlier yeah. today. Shocking. Shocking. I feel like he's been around for 40 years and we ran around behind Ricky Williams and that's not the case. He's only 26. At the end of the season, I was convinced that Lamar Miller would be gone from the Texans. But I it looks like he was, he's going to be still. Be, I thought he was still going to be gone, but maybe he still will stick around. It looks like he's um, going to be there. He just, just won't go away. When, when Foreman played, he produced. He produced a lot. He produced TDs quickly, and he was good at it, and then he tore his Achilles. Not very good. That's kind of concerning still. Sure. Um, he's currently ranked 48. I wouldn't reach on, on Foreman, but he might. He's he's a good running back to take on a flyer cheap, whether it's in the late 17, 18, 19, 20 rounds, or even if you're for a dollar in an auction draft. Yeah, I might wait. I might wait post draft and see about picking him up after a week or two. To see what his leagues, health looks don't like. do that. Get him early. Get, get him in those late rounds when he costs a dollar. When he, when he costs nothing in those late rounds when you're drafting anyone else. This is a, this is a good stat here for you. Maybe. Is O'Brien's offenses? Yeah. In 2014 ranked first in rushes. In 2015 ranked fifth in rushes. 2016 ranked sixth in rushes. Last year they dropped off because they used Watson a lot. Down yeah. to, only down to 11 though. Okay. So he still runs about a lot. Right. Someone, whoever is that running back will be you utilized. Yeah. We just got to see what happens with Miller. Correct. At this rate, Miller might stick around. He might, but Foreman outproduced him at least on an average. A per lot of the time that early in the year. All right. Not a bad. Not a bad choice. Here's my guy. I've said this guy's name. I can't count how many times I've said this guy's name over the course of uh, this very short-lived podcast career. However, I'm going to say it again, and probably a hundred times before the draft. Wayne fucking Gallman. Why do you talk about him every, every Damn it, podcast I love him. you got to about him? Fuck, I love Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman's going as a running back 52 right now. I've got so many stats for you. First of all, let's say... He hasn't played? How much... I mean, tell me how many carries he had last year. He, he had at least a hundred. On a really good job. He had just over 100. He uh, So he broke 21% of his tackles, which sounds like it's a whole lot less. Can you less. give me his measurements? I don't know. I don't, you don't I, know? I can't. I mean, I'll look him up. Is he six foot? You look him up while I read these statistics. Yep. He only broke 21% of his tackles, which sounds low, but it's 17th best in the league. Do you think he he's over six inches? Six foot? <laughs> do I think it's more than six inches? Soft and wet. <laughs> um, and cold. <laughs> Uh, look, 17th in the league in running backs with more than 100 touches on broken tackles. 17th doesn't sound that great, but it's better than Le'Veon Bell, Leonard Fournette, LaShawn McCoy, Mark Ingram, Melvin Gordon. All those guys broke uh, a smaller percentage of the tackles on them. Okay, He was 4.7 yards per carry in the second half of games. That's uh, 12th in the league. He was 11th in the league in stuffs per carry. He was only stuffed 9 times out of 111 carries. Okay, that's that's awesome. That's the kind of guy you give the fucking ball to. His success rate, according to fantasy footballers, was 50%. 50% of the time he touched the ball, he was successful. That's 10th best in the league. He ended with a 4.3 yards per carry over the course of the whole game. 17th best in the league. My one concern for this guy is that he did fumble three times last year on 111 carries, which is the answer to your question, how many carries did he get? Tell me how big he is. He's six six foot six one somewhere on that range two fifteen. So he's a bigger that's, he's that's bigger a running great back. Great size running back. He's a bigger running it's back. Amazing. Um, the important thing I would tell you guys is to caution you is Paul Perkins started there. Paul Perkins was 
Why are Awful. You... Stop talking about Paul Perkins. If Paul Perkins beat out Wayne Gallman, that's a problem. Orleans Darkwa will be the, the first and second down back to begin the year. Gallman will be the third down Why back. Why can't to begin Gall- the Gallman's year. as good as you stated is in every single episode? How can he not beat Orleans Darkwa? Dude, Orleans Darkwa went off last year. Did you look at his number? Oh my god, he was great uh, last year. Did he year. have about 97 characters? You wanna know why? I didn't pay attention to I only paid attention to one guy on the Giants team last year. Evan Anger. No. Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard wrote good numbers. He's he played, numbers a, for a while. played a handful of games. Um, but the running backs are so bad in the Giants. Stay away from him. I wouldn't go after him with a 10-foot pole. You're wrong. You're so wrong about that. Orleans Darkwa. Dweez Dutch would chase him with a six. If they had six inches on him, he would chase him in a heartbeat. Give me, give me Wayne Gall. Wayne Gallman might be my new Jarek McKinnon. I like him a lot. I bet you do. Like I'd, yeah, I'd hang uh-huh. out with him in a dark room. <laughs> yeah, I bet you would. I know we're from what does that? I don't know what that means, but I said it anyway. All right, give me another guy on your list. You got any more running backs on your list that you really like? There's no other running backs on this list. I've got more. I've got two more. Let's look at them. Matt Breda is one of them. Right now, he's being drafted as a running back 59. That number is going to spike significantly in a, in a few weeks. Yes, Carlos Hyde drastically. Is uh, when Breda touched the ball, which wasn't a lot because Hyde had a t- Hun of the target share there. Or the, Carlos Hyde uh, finished like a top 10 last year. Running he back. was awesome. Yeah. He was a lot. But they're, they're going to let him go. When Breda came in, he was 4.43 yards of carry. That's 10th best in the league. 47% success rate, according to fo- uh, Football Outsiders. 18th best in the league out of 99 guys ranked. Uh, he was good when he touched the ball. We know that that offense can run the ball. We know that that coaching coaching staff likes to run the ball. What, what's he currently getting drafted at? 59th running back. He's going to move up a lot. I hope you're fucking drafting like in the next couple of weeks <laughs> and that you pick this guy early. Uh, because, yeah, once Hyde's gone, I suspect he's going to jump up to be drafted. Top like, 20. I was going to say 20s or 30s, mid-20s maybe. Yeah. Um, and, he, you know, he may be. Hyde, Hyde's never, Hyde produced a lot of Top ten. Yeah, he may even be worth it at that point. I like this kid a lot. I like the opportunity he's got. Maybe even better than I like his skill set. The last guy on my list at the running back is Corey Clement, who is was the number three running back in Philadelphia once Jay Ajayi went there. But if you watch the Super Bowl, which we assume everybody watched the Super Bowl because everybody watches the Super Bowl. Every time Corey, Corey Clement touched the ball, it was like somebody lit a fucking firecracker. Are you ass. recommending they draft a second, the second string running back? I am absolutely recommending that. I will say that he's this going. This is why in. I would not recommend you follow Dewey's nuts stats here because when Dewey's nuts makes bad recommendations like this, I will I would gladly tell you that it's going to be wrong. It's going to fail. Don't do it. Listen, listen. Uh, he's he's being taken as a 73rd running back off boards right now. So he's being drafted at the very tail end of drafts. That is an amazing value for a guy uh, who was 5.1 yards a carry in the second half of kind of like six half of carries, games, fifth in the league. Um, here's the, here's, here's oh, so here's here's a, remember that stat I said yards gained after close. Once a defender gets close, this is the measure of elusiveness. Uh, 4.21, 10th best in the league. Yards after a defender came within a yard of him. That's better than Jay Ajayi, the starting guy ahead of him. Some things we know about Jay Ajayi. This is what, this is what we do know about Corey, Corey Clement. He won't be the starting running back. That's he's, correct. he's not going to be the power running back. He's not going to be He's going to be a, a scat back. In, when we talk about Deontay Foreman and drafting him in free agency, 
do the same thing with Corey Clement. He's not going to be drafted. He's amazing. There are maybe six or seven teams that have one running back that they rely on in the league. Everybody else has two that are at least worth looking at. I think Philadelphia's got a team that's worth looking at more than one running back. Here's a bad thing with Philadelphia. It's, go, it's going to devalue Corey Clement. They have so many different weapons. They had more weapons when LeGarrette Blunt was last year, there last year, and he still got some work. Some. He got work enough in the Super Bowl to be recognized. He got a, t- he got a, lot, he got a lot of work in the Super Bowl. That, that was that was the highest the highest scoring Super Bowl ever, the most yards ever. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I just don't have a lot of faith in Corey Clement. I like him. I like his value late. If he's going as a running back 73, I like his value a lot. Will he finish in the top 24? Probably not, no. If there's an injury ahead of him, yes, maybe. But his he's, he passes the eye test. You watch him play, and he's exciting. He's good with the ball. Uh, you know, Will he finish better than the running back 73? I can guarantee he'll finish better than the running back 73. So if you can get him late, good for you. If he's your third, If he's your third or fourth running back drafted, good for you. Let's let's switch gears here. Let's get off running backs. Let's talk about some wide receivers. Again, guys that are finished outside the top twenty-four, being drafted outside the top twenty-four that we think has a sh- have shots at making some noise this next year. Number one, go for it, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Everyone likes Sterling Shepard. Where's he being drafted right now? Fifty-three. Finished last year. Wait, wait, wait. is he really being drafted at fifty-three? Fifty-three. Jesus, forget Corey Clement. That's a way better value. Way better value. Wow. There's a hey. lot of value there. You want to know what he did last year? Yeah, fuck yeah. Last year he had eighty-four targets, cut seventy percent of them, which is ridiculously high. Yeah, that's good. That's that's great. It's not good. That's great. That's pretty great. And and that was without Beckham, right? So the, I don't really understand why why he only cut why only eighty-four targets, but in twenty sixteen with Beckham he had hundred and seven targets. That's awesome. That, the that's two. ridiculously awesome. Yeah. That's great. Now he's got Pat Shermer there, a legitimate offensive offensive coach. Sure. Beckham's going to take the, the all the coverage. Sure. He's not going to be double covered anymore. Uh, he's going to be in the slot, and he's fifteenth in yards after catch. The, guy, the, the guys that steal all day long. Go get him. Yeah, whether he plays in the slot or Marshall leaves and he plays on the edge. It doesn't matter if Marshall's there or, or I think he's a better slot guy, but he's a he's a talented receiver. He runs yes. a he runs a really clean route. He's gonna get open. It's just Eli throwing the ball to him, which we, it'll happen. He's a good player. With Pat Schirmer there, his numbers will increase. Eli's numbers will increase. Dude, being drafted at the fifty third wide receiver. That's, that's a steal. That's fucking ridiculous. I, I uh, he's go, a wide receiver too. He's a top twenty four guy. You would so you, when, what round is taking him? I would take him depending on how I how I it depends on how my first few rounds went, but I'd take him around the fifth round. When you say wide receiver 53, that's like an eighth-round pick. He's better than an eighth-round pick. All I might take him is, fifth or sixth. I, I'm an auction guy. I would take him for $10, $11, $12 yeah. all day long. Yeah. All right, who's, who's your wide receiver? Number one. Uh, first one on my list, Marquise Goodwin. Marquise. Who's going earlier than right now Sterling Shepard at wide receiver 46. Marquise Goodwin, San Francisco 49ers wide receiver. Since Jimmy G came to town... He was a wide receiver. He went off. He was wide receiver ten over the last five weeks when Jimmy G was in charge. That's that's in fantasy numbers, okay? Fantasy numbers, PPR, wide receiver 10. 10, 10th best, and he's going as the forty-six. Six. He's a great deep ball guy. He's is fast he? as shit. He runs a four-two something forty. We both like Shanahan. They're gonna score points. Garoppolo is gonna be there. I don't know if I like. Goodwin, but someone's got to catch the balls over there. I like Goodwin a whole lot better than wide receiver 46. 
Yeah, but are, do you like him or do you like whatever receiver is there? A combination of things. Yeah, I like the role that he's going to play on that offense, that going offense, on yeah. that, going the deep ball. Now, yes, he did. He did play the deep ball role there, but he also caught a lot of passes because there was nobody else. Everybody else was injured. They'll find somebody else to give the ball to more often, but I do love him as a, as a deep guy. He catches passes. Jimmy G can throw an accurate deep ball. They had a good offense. They're going to score points. Someone's got to do it. It's Goodwin's not a bad option. He was a 10th best receiver. It's a little bit crazy to me. In If you combine all of the games with the quarterback that we're throwing at him next year. Yeah. Who else you got? How about Will Fuller? Well, okay. University of Notre Dame guy. Sure. Who doesn't like him. Uh, most. He's got dreadlocks. I, I, I feel like He's most right around people. Dreadlocks. He's a good-looking guy. If you say Notre Dame, most people I think <laughs> write him off immediately. This is what I know about Will Fuller. Okay. Is he? He missed. He missed the first. I think it was the first four games he missed because of injury. He's injured a lot, which is a big hit against him. He's currently being drafted forty-three. Yeah. Um. As soon as he came back and Watson was there, he scored in four straight games for monstrous points. In, in three of those games, he put up more than two TDs. He scored a lot of points in, the, in a very short time span with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson got hurt, and his numbers kind of fell off. Kind of off went off the deep end I wanna, there. I want to remind everybody right now, all these numbers sound really good, but this was two touchdowns on three targets in like four games in a row. Here's Are we concerned about his target? He just doesn't. They don't throw the ball that's to him. That's because DeAndre Hopkins is there still there. Yeah. Okay, but the bottom line is this: DeAndre Hopkins it gets draws double coverage. Okay, sure. so he's one on one running down the field and he scores points. Well, Take well, a flyer on the guy. They're almost every time I watched a Texans game, they were they put a safety over the top of Will Fuller. He just blew past everybody <laughs> on every. I'm always I, I'm concerned about his target. I just don't think he's got enough he can, target. I, that's, that's, that's a valid concern. Here's yeah. what I'll tell you. Draft him as your third, fourth receiver. Sure. He's, he's someone you can oh plug God. in there all day long that he might he might go he's gonna win you games if he's on your team. I'll tell you. Don't if, take him as a one receiver, but he's he's gonna be drafted 43rd. So so what is that? That's probably that's probably 12, 11, 13, 14th rounds of even yeah. after that. I'm surprised four, that five, six dollars. I'm surprised that it's so low. I my concern is that some some of your league mates are idiots. So they're going to go in. They're just going to look at the stat line from last year. They're going to say, oh, well, this guy played eight games and he scored sure. seven touchdowns. Similar like, to Amari Cooper. I'm going to draft him super fucking high, right? So as always, watch the value. There's a lot of value in him if he's your three or four. There's no value if he's your one or two. Well, maybe as a two. Maybe. Gee. I wouldn't Ooh. want him as my two. Sterling Shepard's a lot higher value. Well, way better. Yes. yes. The opportunity is much better. So we'll see. Value-wise. My next guy in this list, Josh Doxson. This is, I feel like, a much a, a bit more of a reach than the last couple of guys we talked about at wide receiver. Josh Doxton. And who's throwing the ball? That'd be Alex Smith because he's a Washington uh, Redskins. So Doxton is, was a second-year player last year. He had a really bad rookie season. He had a really slow start to the year this year. But he came on there near the end. He did end up scoring six touchdowns on just 35 catches last year, which isn't a ton, but that's the kind of usage guy he is. He's a bigger dude. He's a good red zone target. Uh, he also goes deep. He was 18th in the league in average targeted air yards. So when Cousins did throw in the ball, he was thrown it deep. None of this short stuff. So it doesn't. So a guy like Doxon is not going to take a lot. It's not going to take a ton of targets for him to get you the points that you need. Again, definitely not a one or a two. This is not a guy you want to rely on because his catch his catch totals aren't going to be sky high. 
and his touchdowns might be, and his yards per catch are going to be through the roof. Uh, so this will be a guy that you'll throw in as a flex now and then and, and hope for that deep ball, which I think will come more often than some of these other guys in the league that play a similar role. Okay. What are your thing? What are your thoughts? I th- I see you. I see Tim you and Hahn, I'm concerned about him. Uh, yeah. I don't. I'm not. I don't like Alex Smith from the deep ball. To be honest, with you. I realize that Tyreek Hill had great numbers last year. Great numbers. Great numbers. Um, Daxon. I don't know what to think about Daxon. Hey, You're right. Is- when he plays, he puts up really good points. Just so you guys know, Dewey's nuts just opened a Seagram's. This is strawberry. Strawberry. Decorate. It's so very. Red. I just want to point out again: if you're if you like fantasy football and you you like football in general, just be disgusted with most of it. Do these no. nuts will do? I'm not at all ashamed of who he, I am. He's he's shameful. He's drinking some weird drink. Oh. He's a, it's a, like you put a fuzzy navels and wine coolers and your mom's are drinking. I'm sure it's, a, it's this definitely is, a wine. This cooler. is what this kid's drinking right now. It's a, it's a wine cooler. Um, how about this guy in this list? Okay, give it to me. This is this is a cheater number. Yeah, of course it is because you suck at this. T Y. T.Y. Hilton. Hilton. What, what is he being taken at, like, 10th overall? Depends. He's, he's, he's currently at 11 or 12. No, Jesus Christ. You were supposed to pick somebody else. It depends on Andrew Luck. It all he's, depends on Luck. He's 100% tied to Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck plays. Still put up good numbers of percent for a while, to be honest with you. What was he good? He's had over 100 targets the last five years, and that was still with Brissett. Yeah, they throw the I ball mean, to him a lot. throws the ball a lot. He's got 70 passes or more in four of those seasons. His talent um, is elite in the league. Period. It all he has always small. been hundred percent dependent on who's throwing the ball, and it's not going to change. Yeah, I would tell you this: if Andrew Luck's playing, he's he's worth a flyer, number one, number two receiver sure. all day long. Sure. Um, if Luck's not there, he's a two or three at best. Case so scenario. right now he's being taken at eleventh. Do you value Ty Hilton? With, let's say Luck comes back. Do you value him as a top ten guy? With okay. Luck, yes, all day long. So even at Probably, wide receiver ten or eleven, he's yeah. Working. I mean, if he's if you can get him the fourth, fourth or fifth round, I would take him in RP. Okay, I don't hate that call. I don't hate that call. That's not a terrible idea. Uh, how about this guy, Keelan Cole? If you watched any of the last half of the season last year, you know who Keelan Cole is. Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver came out of nowhere. Everybody on the team got hurt, and all of a sudden they had to rely on Keelan Cole. Here's some in- interesting numbers. You say who is Keelan Cole? I'll tell you. He was the number one. Wide receiver in the league last year for fantasy purposes in the last four weeks of the season. He was the number seven over the last six weeks of the season. He went off. Keelan Cole's a smaller guy. He's a faster guy. He caught a lot of short routes and took them. Uh, he also caught a lot of deep routes and took them. Nothing intermediate at all that I can remember. Uh, he's a he's a talented guy in the fact that he, again, runs a really nice route, gets open, finds separation. He's buried on the depth chart going into going into last year. He may again be buried well, on the depth chart. Him? But where would I take Keelan Cole? Yeah, I would gladly have him as my fourth wide receiver. Wow. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because I think he has a potential. Are they a power running team? I think he has a potential to be a two. I think you're off your rocker. I think if they give him the opportunity, he proved last year. Would you year, rather have Will Fuller as your number three or or Keelan? Keelan. I would Keelan. rather have Keelan Cole as my number All three. All right, than folks. Will Fuller. Just keep in mind, Dewey's nuts is drinking a fuzzy table right now. Here's what. Here, here's what Keelan what, what Keelan Cole proved last year when given the opportunity, he can produce number one wide receiver in the league over the last four weeks. Uh, if they give him the opportunity, he's going to be just fine. 
I like him as a potential number two. He's he's one of these guys being drafted as a wide receiver seventy one right now. That's that, bad. That I, I'm not sure I would draft him on my team. If he's given the opportunity, it would not shock me if he finishes top thirty. I'm not sure if I would draft him in, in 17, 18, 19, or twenty. Maybe. God, I want to play in a fantasy football league with you. I'd kick your ass. But you didn't. Give me another one. That's because I drafted your team last. Oh, how about that? Who else you got? How about Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup got he's high in targets, five point six per game last year. Five TDs, couple hundred yard games, not great. I would this is what I'm buying that Cooper Cup for. He plays in a high scoring offense. He's not the number one, which means the offense isn't game playing around. Yeah, him. but Watkins might be gone next year. Yep, and then they have Robert Woods. Robert Woods came on strong, strong last year. If you can grab Cooper Cup right now, being drafted thirty third in wide mm. receivers. That's pushing the line where I'd want to, where what I'd want to spend. I don't on. know why you got something against Cooper Cup. One, his last name's Cup. It is Cup. Yes. Yeah. I think Cooper Cup is a hell of a lot better than Keelan Cole. You crazy? Yeah. Well, Cooper Cup actually produced repeatedly. I, I think this is what I would tell you about, about the difference between Cooper Cup and, and Keelan Cole. Cooper Cup's going to get you anywhere from eight to twelve points per game. You can put it down, put it in chalk, put it in, in cement. But he's not going to get you 20 points a game. Well, Keelan Cole, Keelan Cole might. So, I mean, it depends on... You I, say I, might. He only play, He only started for six games. And over those six games, yeah, where was he? Wide it, receiver it, it, seven. In four, in four net didn't play in, in three of those. Seven. It didn't matter. So, that's, that's the important thing to note there. Is, is Cooper Cup produced with guys like with Todd Gurley, with Sammy Watkins. He was still producing. Keelan Cole showed up at the very end of the year when half the team wasn't playing because they were already in the playoffs. Here's the thing. That's I, the thing I'll tell you about Cooper Cup, is he produces regardless who's on the field with him. Here's what I want to say about both these guys. I don't love their quarterback play, either of them. I think the guy that plays for the Rams is a hell of a lot better than the guy that... The Goff and Bortles are both middling quarterbacks. Neither of Goff them is... A little bit higher than neither of them is super strong, uh, which always concerns you... When you're talking about wide receivers. Supposedly the guy that's in L.A. is a hell of a lot better offensive coordinator and coach, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why he took he took Goff, who was eh, and made him sure. look way better sure. than he was. E- either way, you know, both guys are guys that, you know, Keelan Cole you can get a whole lot later than Cup you can, for sure. He's being drafted 71 versus whatever you said, 33. But either guy could be a good potential three or four. Uh, my last wide receiver, and I think our last wide receiver, no, we got more. Uh, Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You don't even know who he is. <laughs> I wouldn't go after him with a 10-foot pole. Dewey's nuts would be after him with a 6-inch, probably 3 inches for Dewey's nuts. Yeah, those really, really, really kind. For Dewey's nuts with his 4 inches. Well, no, I because Mike Evans is there. Yeah. There's no one. Is Jameson Winston a starting quarterback? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Can he throw the ball? Kind of. Sometimes, sometimes he throws it to the wrong color. Obviously, the coaches rave about this kid, which is part of the reason that you start even thinking about him. Uh, he was 11th in yards per catch when he did play. He was the 14th wide receiver in the league over the last four weeks of the year. He didn't really start playing. and He was, he was a rookie. He didn't really start playing until about halfway through the year. Obviously, his production increased th- from the moment he started getting field time to the end of the season, which is promising. It's what you want to see out of a receiver going into his second year. He was the offensive player in the week of the week in week 17, but the game-winning touchdown, 111 yards. Right! Yeah. I like Chris Godwin. I think by, let's say by week seven or eight next year, Chris Godwin's playing 
uh, as the number two receiver on that team across from Evans. And I think Deshaun Jackson disappears completely. And I think that's a really good place to play. If I were playing wide receiver as a number two somewhere, I'd want somebody like Mike Evans taking away all the double coverages, all the safeties, because he will continue to do that. I think the opportunity is going to spike for Godwin, who's being drafted as a 65th receiver right now. I think that's a good value. You know, I would almost take him. I would take him maybe a four or five on my team and just kind of throw that out there and see what happens. I would take him higher than Keelan Cole. I like... <laughs> Okay, so he was 14th in the last four. Keelan Cole was first in the last four. Okay? Yeah, you can have Keelan Cole. I like the trajectory that was the trajectory we saw of Chris Godwin's usage towards the end of the year. I think that continues going into the year. There's some potential there. Give me your last receiver. Give me my last two here. Pretty close to back to back here. My second to last would be Paul Richardson out of Seattle. Currently being drafted 74. Um, 16 yards per catch. He produces when he plays. He, the only bottom line is not catch a lot of balls as it was. I do know that when the offense, when he, when the offense, when he was there, the offense produced. They scored thirty three points when he was on the field, and only fifteen when he when he caught thirty seven yards or less. Okay, okay so it's kind of a goofy stat there, but but still, the bottom line is that when when he scored, when he, when, he, when they throw them the ball, that, that that team produced a lot of points. Yeah, um, I'm not sure he's still going to be there. He might be a casualty cut with with free agency. The last one on the list is Corey Davis. Ah, Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Scrimmage draft 27. Um, I would ask you to give me some statistics to defend the Corey Davis picture here, but there aren't any. There's, there's very little. I do know he sprained his ankle, got hurt, I think, in week one, and yeah. didn't play until, what, until 15, 16, 17. Them, and looked great in the playoffs. Look good. Mariota's there. Here, here's another concern about Corey Davis. Similar concerns. I don't know that you're going to get the value. Of all the wide receivers that did Little to nothing last year. Corey Davis is the best known name. People know his name. They talk about him. He didn't do much, but still, this is a common thought, at least from what I hear. And no, it, it's it's common with fantasy football, right? Yes. It's, it's, it's whatever whatever's the highest trend, you just score. Yeah. So the, someone, I'm, someone's I'm, going to reach with Corey Davis. I'm cons- Yeah. Let somebody else in your league reach for him. Is what, what I said. What would you take him as three? Dave, no. Not even three, huh? No, four. I he's got all the potential in the world. He's. He, when you watch him, you know he can play. But until I see something, four or five, as my four or five, I would take him in round nine or ten. Which There's no way you're going to get him. No you, way you're going to get You him. wouldn't take him as your third receiver. Give me Keelan Cole. I think you're an idiot for that. But, yeah, someone's going to reach with Corey Davis. Understandably so. I just don't know if he's going to be worth, the, worth that reach. Yeah, no, I don't think he is at all. Uh, so those are our top tens there. We do have a couple of deep sleepers we're going to get to. We have been going on for a long time, but we're going to keep going because fuck it. It's late, and I'm drinking my sweet-ass strawberry daiquiri. It tastes like candy. I love it. You're missing out. Give me a deep guy. Deep sleeper, somebody that's being drafted outside the top 77 my at their position right, here? right now. Adam Shaheen, baby. Shaheen. Baby Gronk. They played for Division Two. Most overused nickname, used nickname uh, in fantasy that's football. That's because everyone wants, everyone wants to be Baby Gronk. Everybody wants to. I know he played basketball in in college. Which is he the caught new a couple formula. touchdowns last year with with hopefully Mitchell Trubisky can get it together. Mitchell, I read an art article a couple of days ago uh, that that argued for Jimmy Graham coming to Chicago. That probably would kill at my Adam Shaheen. Absolutely. <laughs> That's not going to happen, but wouldn't it be great? It'd be fucking great. Uh, there's nothing. I mean, I guess Adam Shaheen could produce a lot. I mean, everything relies on Matt Nagy and, and Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Let me give you some better options as deep guys. 
Curtis Samuel didn't get to play last year. Wide receiver in the Carolina Panthers. Anyone, anyone who's a receiver in Carolina will produce. They they drafted this guy immediately after drafting McCaffrey, and they did it because they wanted to change who they are as an offense. And these two were key pieces to make that happen. Curtis Samuel didn't get to play. I think he played a game last year. I, you know, he's worth a flyer to me to see if they do try to work him into the offense. Late True. flyer. Flyer. I also like Jalen Richard. We think um, Beast Mode is gone in Oakland. The rumblings say that Beast Mode is not going to be back. Jalen Richard would be in line to take the leading running back position there. He was 10th in the league in is yards. Is DeAndre Washington? Yeah. Well, his statistically, there's no category that Washington beats Jalen Right. He was 10th in the league, 4.21 yards gained after the close. So he is a very elusive guy. He does catch the ball out of the backfield, Jalen Richard. That's what he used, they used him for the, over the last couple of years. Will he be a top 24 running back? Probably not. Will he be drafted in your league? Probably not. Somebody that you can get really late or really cheap. And it's a fly. Again, a flyer. These are really deep guys. Lastly, TJ Yeldon. Chris Ivory was just released from the Jacksonville Jaguars. We know that Fournette's the guy. We also know that Fournette is injury prone. He flashed when he got his opportunities this year. Flash um, in the, he flashed in the playoffs against the Patriots. So he was when he flashed. Sure. He looked really good that game. Yeah. And he's looked good in past years as well. Well, last year. I don't know about, say, years. He looked good in, like, quarters. I, I anticipate Fournette either missing time because he's injured, um, I or I anticipate the coaching staff coming in saying, let's let's reduce the number of touches. You know, that, Fournette that's had, more likely. Fournette had the second most touches per game in the league last year behind Le'Veon Bell. Over 300 is a bad number for running backs. Yeah, yeah. so I either either Fournette you know, goes down, misses some more time, or the coaching staff says, let's give Yeldon the third down roll, or they say, let's just kind of relieve the workload a little bit, give it to Yeldon. Again, a flyer that you might take that might end up being a flex for you. You got anybody else that's a deep sleeper? No. I thought that was a great list of names, which is why it didn't stop us. Who knows what's going to happen with these guys. We've got rookies at the Combine right now. Next week, if you join us, we will be talking about some of those rookies, the performances in the Combine, who we like, who we don't like, who showed their ass at the Combine here, and who's likely to, to make some make a splash. Oh, hell yeah. These guys look good. All right, guys, you know the drill here. If you have not yet liked shared followed our facebook page you are the problem if you haven't left a comment or a review on facebook stitcher podbean apple podcasts then you fucking suck at life go do those things subscribe on any bullshit platform you like to use for your podcasting pleasures drop us a line yourfootballfantasy at gmail.com. Leave a comment somewhere with questions you'd like us to answer, topics you'd like us to cover. Check us out on Twitter at DweezNuts. Help spread the word, y'all. Come back next week. Big Wiz and I will be back talking rookies, talking the combine. Should be a good time. I'll be drinking. Hope you will too. All right. Fuck off. I got to go figure out what the hell this itch is and why it won't go away. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, like, follow, and share our Facebook page, and leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.